And what a game that was. Aaron Rodgers. You know what? I thought the season was over in the first half. Halftime comes. All of a sudden, there's Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, he takes them on their way to a 24-23 victory. Of course, Mondays after Packers Sunday is our Monday morning quarterbacks with Greg Matzik, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Good morning, Greg. Uh, good morning, Steve. That's a pretty incredible way to start the season, any way you slice it up. There was so much drama in this game, and there was the angst of the fans who had waited so long for Aaron Rodgers to come back after the injury last year, and he made a, a, a small appearance at the end of the season in, in the loss to Carolina. But this was homecoming, and uh, the way they played in that first half, there was some boos, but then to completely fri- uh, flip the script in the second half, an incredible game to both watch and to probably see in person as well. Yeah, it really was a tale of two halves here for the Packers. Uh, Sluggish start on offense, very sluggish on defense as well. And things clicked, but ultimately, in my opinion, it was because of Aaron Rodgers' injury that this offense really got on track. I know that may sound strange, but the way the game started, the offense was very static, and it was reliant upon guys to win their one-on-one matchups, and it wasn't happening against a, a very strong and aggressive Bears front defense. And I also thought Mike McCarthy was a little stubborn in his play calls, to be honest with you, in that he thought his guys could win those one-on-one matchups in the interior and on the edge. And the Bears were really having their way with the Packers' offensive line. So we know the Packers are good, and when it's kind of scramble mode and in second reaction sort of plays, there wasn't even a lot of time for that. And then after Aaron's injury, you knew they were going to operate from the shotgun. They had kind of a two-minute mode to them. It was quick hitting. It was... It was a rhythm sort of offense, and it really put the Bears back on their heels and ultimately turned this game around. Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterbacks. As, as somebody who watches all the games either in person or on, on television, I'm never surprised by what Aaron Rodgers does. But the fact that he was injured, the way he was injured, he got his leg fell on uh, by Khalil Mack was, was in that mix there. It looked serious, but to shake that off, to change his throwing style, but yet to still perform at the level he did. Three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. It's one of the most amazing games I've seen as a Packers fan. Yeah, I think any time a player is, is carted off the field, you're, I try and put up the binoculars and look at the player. Is there a thumbs up? Is there a wave to the crowd? Is there something that may let the crowd know that, look, everything's fine, I just got to get checked out here? I didn't see that from Aaron, and I, I think part of the reason why is that he had – not started a game at Lambeau Field in about a year. In fact, it was against the Bears last September, the last time Aaron Rodgers started a regular season game at Lambeau. So to have it kind of, you know, appear to come crashing down once again, I'm sure had to be deflating in some respects. When he tested things out at halftime, it it was good enough. No, I don't think uh, the trainers would have put Aaron Rodgers back on the field if they they really feared significant long-term damage. Uh, so he goes back out and, and has one of the best halves you're ever going to see, 17 of, of 20 for 276 yards and three touchdowns in the half, uh, or 17 of 23. So pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, the Packers scored on every drive, every meaningful drive in that second half, and they had to. And it was almost disappointing when they started with the field goal because he knew they were going to need touchdowns. Uh, Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi, doing our Monday morning quarterbacks presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Before we jump into our players of the game, there's going to be no surprise who I think who, the, who that is. Um, what do you make of the Bears? They're, they're, a, they're a young team. Khalil Mack obviously made a, a heck of an impact in the first half. What should the Bears take away be from, from this game? I, I think the Bears choked, to be honest with you. And I, I think they've got a backbone in a pretty strong defense, and I think their ability to run the ball 
Uh, that makes life for a second-year quarterback a little bit easier. But, you know, early in that game, Steve, I noted, the Bears' offense was unique. It was interesting. It was creative. There were some fun formations. They were using their speed guys on the perimeter, and they were stressing every level of the Packers' defense. And then the Packers' offense looked very static. Well, flip the script here, and the Packers were able to keep the Bears' defense on their heels, and the Bears' offense just sort of evaporated. And I think what we saw is that when you really had to put the ball in Mitch Trubisky's hand, a second-year quarterback with a new stable of wide receivers, he just wasn't able to get it done. And in those passing situations, the Packers' pressure also ramped up a little bit. So he's not a guy that you can put the weight of the world on his shoulders and say, look, I've I've got this, we're going to win this game. The Bears will lean on their defense and running game going forward. Both are strong, but there's got to be a lot of head-scratching going on in Chicago for a variety of plays that turned out the Packers' favor in this game. Greg Matzik joining me for Monday Morning Quarterbacks, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. If you want to jump in in the conversation, 414-799-1620, that's the Acunet Mortgage talking text line. Player of the game, Aaron Rodgers, pretty simple. A legendary game, one that only adds to the incredible number of games he's done, some amazing things in his career, but this one was one for the uh, the history books. Yeah, 20 of 30, 286 yards, three touchdowns. If I could do a, a player of the game, you know, sub A or whatever, uh, it, it's going to be Randall Cobb. So Cobb caught nine of his ten targets for a career-high 142 yards. He did the bulk of the work on that 75-yard touchdown. That looked like it should have been, you know, 12, maybe 13-yard gain. And a first down, and the drive keeps moving, and, and that's great. But, you know, he's able to turn that thing into a 75-yard touchdown, eluding defenders. I mean, there was miles of green space ahead of him, it appeared. And you could see that developing from the press box. He caught the ball, and there was some, some traffic around him. He just made one cut on an angle to his right. And you just you looked up, and it was, holy smokes, he's, he he's going to run forever. Uh, and was able to get a good downfield block and get his way into the end zone. So uh, impressive performance by a veteran receiver at a time when it was critical. Greg Massick, Steve Scafidi, Monday Morning Quarterbacks, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. After the break, drive of the game. we got three to pick from in that incredible second-half Packers, 24-23 over the Bears. More Monday Morning Quarterbacks coming up. Right here on WTM. The Green Bay Packers 24, Chicago Bears 23. You're listening to Monday Morning Quarterbacks with Greg Matzek, Steve Scavidi here on WTMJ. Drive of the game, I'm going to give it to that drive. I think it took all of about 20-some seconds, but uh, if that drive doesn't happen, I think we're having a much different conversation this morning. What say you, Greg? Yeah, a 26-second uh, drive <laughs> goes pretty quickly, but ultimately critical in the game. Uh, I'm going to go back to a drive the Packers had in the second half. Uh, the Bears started that game with the second half with the field goal. The Packers responded with a field goal. Bears' defense, uh, or Bears' offense, I should say, went nowhere in their second drive. And then the Packers' offense started to show some signs of life here. An eight-play, 81-yard drive that took just a little under three minutes. It, you made the score 20-10, to 10, but that was the first time, Steve, being in the stadium, that you felt like, okay, it, something's happening now, where people started to now look at the, the clock and start to look at the timeouts, and, okay, Aaron's able to do this. Geronimo Allison really showed up on that drive, six, uh, 67 yards receiving on that drive alone, including a, a long touchdown of 39 yards. That was the first drive of the game for the Packers on offense, it resulted in a touchdown, and it started to symbol that shift in momentum where the Bears' offense started to stall and the Packers' offense started to take flight. Let's take a call. Jim from West Bend, you're on Monday Morning Quarterbacks. What do you think, Jim? Hey, good morning, Good morning, Steve and Greg. <clears throat> Great victory. I couldn't believe it. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though, that concerns me. 
Um, and, and the, by the way, the defense stepped up when we needed them to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, at that, at that moment. But I'm telling you, we're going to be an eight and eight, uh, football team if we don't pa- and rush the passer. And Clay Matthews, very disappointed in his play. Not only that bonehead move where he, uh, had unnecessary roughness on the, on the quarterback, which could have cost us the game. But just no pass rush. Clay was just ineffective. I think it's time we sit him down. All right, thanks for the call, Jim. I, I watched that game at home. Uh, it wasn't in Lambeau Field, but uh, watching Clay Matthews, watching the lack of a pass rush, Greg, is somewhat concerning. Although the defense did play very well in the second half. Well, yeah. If you want to sit Clay, who are you going to put in his spot? Right. That's that's the problem. Um, Clay plays the run and the pass. Reggie Gilbert's uh, more of a situational pass rush guy. Nick Perry's on the opposite side. Then it's Kyler Fackrell. Uh, you cut Vince Beagle, and he didn't get Khalil Mack, which I thought was a unfortunate mistake uh, on the Packers' part not to beef up their offer. You saw his effectiveness last night. Clay spent too much time on the ground and away from the play. And it, when he was able to get to the quarterback in that fourth quarter. It was a late hit. I mean, that was not a today's NFL is a weak NFL sort of hit. That's a hit any time. And uh, roughing the passer on Clay on a fourth and nine gave the Bears some life. And Could have been when you're looking at this, for the, for the yeah, I mean, you're looking at the score thinking they, they just need a field goal to win this thing. Uh, again, they had to put the, the, the weight of the world on their shoulders on that final drive, and you just, you know, incompletion after incompletions following a gain of 12. Uh, but that play, it, it, it could have meant the end of the Packers' run, and it, we're talking all about that, all about that today. And, uh, oh, by the way, Rodgers tried to pull one off, but he just couldn't do enough and couldn't overcome his own team to do it if the Bears were able to get a field goal and win that game. I, I thought it was a disappointing start uh, by the Packers' edge rushers in general. Uh, Clay Matthews is a part of that group. They were credited with four sacks, mm-hmm. but the Bears only lost 16 total yards on those four sacks. So what does that tell you? Well, one was a bad snap, and uh, you Probably don't get a sack on that play if the snap is in the hands of Mitch Trubisky. That's a team sack in the scorebook. And then you look at two, and it was really Trubisky kind of scrambling and wasn't able to get any yards but didn't lose any yards either, and it ended up being a, you know no gain on the play. That's, that goes down as a sack, even though it's you know not the quarterback on his butt. So I, there was, a, a to me, a lack of pressure, and I, I thought maybe a better job done in the back end and the secondary. Um, the, the pressure started to ramp up a little bit, but it really never got home in that second half. Greg Matzik joining me, Steve Scafidi, on Monday Morning Quarterbacks, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. We can't talk about that game without talking about Khalil Mack, the impact he had on that first half. It's, I'm hard-pressed to find a, an example of performance by a brand-new player on a new team who showed up about as big as you can show up in a, in a nationally televised game. Yeah, he made his presence known uh, in that first half alone. He was credited with a sack, a quarterback hit, an interception, a pass deflection, a forced fumble, a fumble return, had the touchdown on that interception, and two tackles. I mean, that's a good month right there. And uh, Khalil Mack had it in in just a handful of snaps. You know, in really the interior of the Packers' offensive line was collapsing. Mack was doing his work against Brian Bulaga mostly. And, uh, you know, Bulaga had some wins, and Mack certainly did as well. But in the second half, when the, when the Packers went tempo and had that more quick-hitting passing game, mm-hmm. it neutralized the Bears' pass rush. And you look ahead to your next opponent here, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, I understand it's on tape what happened against the Bears, but you want to keep those guys off Aaron Rodgers and a bad knee, get rid of the ball quickly. And the Packers' offense adjusted out of necessity in that second half based on the score 
and the condition of Rodgers. So uh, there was even a third down and ten play in the second half as the Packers were kind of steamrolling here where Khalil Mack dropped in coverage. What are you doing? He's the best pass rusher on the planet. Let him go after the quarterback. So uh, there were some head-scratching decisions on the Bears' side, to be sure. Um, But Mack's a a tremendous impact player, and to me the Bears got him on a silver platter and didn't have to give up much to get him. That's Greg Matzik. I'm Steve Scafidi. It's Monday Morning Quarterbacks presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. After the break, pack stats. What stood out? I've got a couple interesting ones. And surprise, surprise, the defense is involved, which uh, I didn't think I'd be saying when I watched that first half of that game. Monday Morning Quarterbacks, more next right here on WTMJ. Monday Morning Quarterbacks, Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi right here on WTMJ. That was a great throw and an unbelievable catch by Geronimo Allison. Before we jump into the uh, the pack stats, uh, Greg, I want to just read a couple texts. Kyle from Tulsa. Aaron Rodgers sent a very important message to the rest of the team by returning. He showed that he is ready to fight for wins, and the rest of the team should be too. And from Ron in the 262, great win. Just a little disappointed in the way McCarthy's team started this game. And I, I, re, I uh, resemble that remark because I think that's something that a lot of fans were a little disappointed with, especially those home fans who booed the team on their way out at the end of the first half. Yeah, you know, you're kind of in a supercharged environment, national TV. It's the opening week. Rodgers is back, your division rival, 100-year celebration. I mean, you had all that, and then it was, you know, a first down and three incomplete passes that started the Packers' mm-hmm. offense. And, you yeah, know, we talked about how static it was, and uh, I give the Bears some credit. They've got some speed, and they've got some in- impressive perimeter players. Uh, the quarterback is developing, so I think it's, you know, the defense and the running game that will help carry the Bears. But, you know, everything turned. I, everything turned in that second half. It really was a tale of two halves. Unfortunately, Deshaun Kaiser's opportunities, both of his drives resulted in turnovers. One was kind of gift-wrapped touchdown for the Bears um, in that second quarter. That looked like it was going to change the game. You know, you're able to try and get points on the board on that Kaiser's first drive, and it ended up being a kind of a strip sack where Kalumak stole the ball away from him. So uh, a lot of missed opportunities in that first half, but it really flipped in the second. Greg Matzik, Steve Scafidi on Monday morning quarterbacks. So I, I, the obvious one is to give it to the pack stat is to give it to Aaron Rodgers, three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this one. The Bears had 294 yards of offense. They had 146 yards in their first two series. After that, eight series, a total of 148 yards, which is roughly less than two first downs. For a defense that was challenged in the first half to respond that way, new defensive quarter, coordinator Mike Pettin, that's my pack stat of the game. I think that was unbelievable turnaround in that uh, defensive performance. Yeah, I agree with you there, Steve. The, you know, there was a, a third down and one on the third drive of, of the Bears' offense uh, in the game, and Kenny Clark stuffed it. It was a running play, third and one. Uh, Clark just totally blew it up, and, and it was no gain. So uh, the Bears were forced to punt. But after that, they had a third and 13. They had a fourth and three, a third and five. It was, you know, a little bit more challenging third down situations for the Bears. You get into the second half, they had a third and nine, in fact two third and nines, a third and 11, uh, a third and one where they didn't get any yards so they had to punt. The Packers defense on third down really stiffened up, but the down and distance to gain, it was a little more significant for the Bears in that second half as compared to the first half when it was more manageable at times, you know, third and two, third and three, that kind of stuff. So uh, that was a big deal because uh, your defense is able to kind of you know pin their ears back when it's third and eleven. Uh, you can really get after the quarterback. It's it's not a running down. So uh, that was impressive to me. Uh, just uh, the yardage and how it really it was kind of explosive there for the Bears for a moment, and then it really uh, took a back seat to what the Packers were able to do. Uh, so I, overall, pretty good team defense, uh, even though the pass rush was somewhat lacking. 
All right, Greg, we do it next Monday again, the big game Sunday, Minnesota Vikings. i got to believe that Aaron Rodgers is fired up for this game. That's the team that knocked him out last year. What do you expect to see Sunday? Well, it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, I would expect Sunday, from a defensive standpoint, to look you know, somewhat similar to what you saw from the Bears uh, in the opening part of the game. The Vikings are ferocious on defense. They are much more polished on offense than the Bears are. Uh, they're a better team than the Bears are. They're very deep and can beat you in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe the most talent in the NFC North. The Packers have the best quarterback, and if he's able to play, it certainly is a neutralizer. Uh, this will be interesting all week. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to do much, but I think he'll do everything he can to be on the field. Greg Matzik, Steve's Committee, Monday Morning Quarterbacks, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. We'll do it again next Monday, Greg.